Carpool Theology. Join Alex, Shauna, and Grace, that's me, as we hit the road to discover who we are in light of who God is. Along the way, we'll be joined by friends, authors, and community leaders to discuss the intersection of faith and action and have a ton of fun while doing it. So grab a coffee, jump in the car with us, and let's roll. Good morning. Good, Good morning. It's a fine Friday morning here in Fresno, California. Oh, what a beautiful day. It really is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Aww. Uh, you're listening to Carpool Theology. I'm Alex. I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. Welcome We're, to the car. Welcome to the car. Here we are. Um, Alex, for those of you who aren't watching online today, Alex, you're looking... <laughs> Beautiful, wow. Yeah. You really are next level right now. I can't handle that. You Thank chopped you. off all your hairs. I did. It's gone. Every single hair. Hang <laughs> on. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel lightweight. I feel free. I feel like it's not getting caught in my armpit anymore. <laughs> or my bag strap. Uh, yes. Um, so I really appreciate that. Yes. I mean, our text thread was going off on it because you gave no one a heads up. I gave literally not, not even myself a heads up, Sean. It was literally... Neither, my husband didn't even know. Type A, type B, all the same thing. Type A, type B. I can't be put in a box. That's right. I, Don't try to pin me I down. I have been thinking about cutting my hair, and I've been talking to Daniel about it, but then I kind of come to resolve, like, nah, I'll wait. And then my hair, my hairdresser, when I walked in, she goes, hey, and she's my friend, she goes, hey, I've been looking at your pictures lately, because I like to stalk my clients, and I've been thinking we should cut your hair. It's getting really long. And I was like, dude, I've been thinking about that. Let's just do it, YOLO. She's like, okay, you want like short, like, she was thinking like, like short, like, yeah. Mid- and I was like, nope, take it all the way nope. up. Nope, we're doing it. Amazing. And she's like, yes. She gets like really juiced up if people let her do different stuff. I'm not joking when I say I will be showing my hairdresser the picture of Alex. Mm. Like this, copy and paste. Come so, on, let's just short hair all around. Yeah. Y'all, Carpal <laughs> Theo, like, short hair, don't curve. I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) I've done it before. I told them I looked like a mushroom. Oh, no. Also, last night, we, um, Alex and I do women's Bible study together at our church. And um, you got to preach the gospel of charcuterie last night. I sure did. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. It's been...
Okay, so a uh, pita cracker type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it can also be like a, they have a Borden, Boyden sourdough cracker that's really good. Get at Costco, that's what we had last night. Oh, those okay. were good. Those are delicious. They're amazing. The Boudin. Boudin. Yeah. Boudin. But oh, it's like a little Christine. Yes. Yes, those are good. Um, Cambazola cheese, which is a, I describe it as blue and uh, brie, have a baby. They, it is my absolute favorite. It is a delight to my soul. Mm, so smoky. Mm -hmm. A dollop of fig jam. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A yeah. topped with a truffle almond. This is and so eat specific. That, eat that and then immediately after put prosciutto in your mouth. <laughs> And you have the the heavenly bite. bite. Perfect bite. That's beautiful. It, it really is so That's good. That's beautiful. What a song to be sung this morning. Anyone's <laughs> interested in their charcuterie. That is a fun yeah. Friday yeah. bite. Yes. You mean for lunch yesterday, before charcuterie night, I brought with me a pack of saltines, a little cream cheese and some everything bagel seasoning, and some cucumbers. Okay. I'm into it. You know? I call I that, that I call that a trailer trash charcuterie. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, yeah it happened That's yesterday. That's delightful. And then I went last night. I was like, "Wow, I have leveled up." If yeah, you ever in less than five that, hours. If you ever want to elevate that, if you're ever like, "Oh, I grab this smoked salmon if you like it." Oh, I love smoked salmon, mm -hmm. dude. Throw a little smoked salmon on there. Come on. And we got to say about the cracker. We just learned it's all about the cracker. Yeah. I love it. You know what? Saltines have a. They have a place of affection in my heart, honestly. Same with Daniel. He loves yeah, saltines. Saltines and some creamy peanut butter. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, wow. On. Childhood snack. Yes. 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 Oh, my gosh. Have you guys heard of households that were ingredient only? And it's like, what? and people will say, like, I grew up in an ingredient only household. So, you know, there's some oh, families so like that was like food. Right. So it's like, oh, oh there was Lunchables oh. in the fridge. There was Cheetos, like snacks. I did not grow up in that house. I grew up in the get a tortilla out. Warm it up on the stove, mm. put a little butter on that mess, and you got yourself a snack. Okay. Yes, yeah. So it's like people talk about ingredient only. Like, what would you eat? Like, a piece of ham with some apple. <laughs> like, yes. there was no such thing as, like, here's a, here's a bar. Uh, we have a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I have a Starbucks app. I love their professional size. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Not it's even beautiful. nice handwriting. You make me feel as you can. <laughs> really seen and just at ease. In I didn't spirit. even bring my wallet, so. No, oh, you don't need it in this car. Yeah. Not in this car. I have a mommy moment. Oh, sure. let me hear your mommy moment. I already shared it a little bit with you guys earlier in the week. But um, so Nora and I started a like communications journal. Oh. And it's been like the absolute best. To, to <laughs> this is kind of hilarious. Um, so to start the story, she like immediately takes onto it. She's like writing me, we're, we're going back and forth. And the rule is she can write me anything. It's a safe space, like a good place for her to get out of emotion. She might not want to talk about or whatnot. She's almost eight and she's just very in touch with herself. So, um, <laughs> and I Nora thought, loves a system. She does love oh, a system. She, does. she loves it. So she's thrilled. Like this is just beyond, beyond for her. So I'm getting notes. And I, I write her, <laughs> I write her like, how was your day at school? Or what, oh, are you excited about, um, or no, it was, how was your field trip? Cause she had a field trip. And she's just thinks she's so funny. She's like, it was amazing. So-and-so did this. We went to the Eddie's and got a pie hole. And right after that, it says, ha, 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 ha. 
I just thought it was the funniest thing because she thinks she's so funny. And she's talking to me in this journal like she's talking to me. Like she's writing like in real time. She was like, the day was fine. Yes, I'm fine. Yes. This was all good. Yes. We yeah. went to Eddie's and got a pie hole. <laughs> and I thought it was so great. Well, then this morning I get home. So last night I had gotten home pretty late. And then I see that the notebook's under my, my bed, my uh, like a pillow. So I had written her last yesterday. And so she wrote me back and it was under my pillow and I got home late and I read it. I didn't have time to respond. I was going to do it later. This morning I see her, I get home, I see her. I said, she goes, I've been writing you and you're not responding. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, honey, your words really matter. So let's take a deep breath and realize that you have written me one time since yesterday and I have not responded. I have not had the opportunity yet to respond. Like a text. This, this, yes. Dare you not respond to me. This well. like, this journal is an act of patience. We're going to be patient with it. It doesn't need to be immediate. I was like, and like, when you say that I never respond, that's actually not accurate and it's kind of hurts my feelings and she's like okay you're right and i was like i will respond to you like i promise Stinker. and she didn't even like she wrote me like a response her response to my question didn't even ask me a question so i'm like okay i just had to keep this going <laughs> but anyways i'm excited for it i'm excited that's to see, so sweet so i'm excited to that. see um see what happens with that so fun so i love it yeah I'm tear you not respond to me, Mom. I love the like quick realization too of like, oh yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. And they start throwing always was, and nevers yeah. around. I'm like, I've literally responded to you every time. You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just those back that since nine a.m. last night. It's now six a.m. Oh my god. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, today we are so lucky. We have um, with us Melissa Denisi. Hello. Thanks, Melissa, for being with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Well, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, your family, all the things. Your passion. (laughs) Who is Melissa Denise? (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see. Where to start? Who am I? What I do? What my family? I have been married to Santino for almost 17 years, you guys. Mm, there <gasps> wow. you go. Um, but we have known each other for over 25 years. Um, we've lived many lives together. We met in <laughs> high school. Um, I am a mom to Mateo, who's five, and Frankie, that is, oh, she's turning four in a few weeks. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. And I work for The Well. I have worked there close to 12 years. And I've done um, almost all of my work there has has been around um, small group stuff. So life groups, women's Bible study, started writing studies, started teaching studies, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. Um, I went to seminary to learn how to care for women better. That was my um, emphasis was pastoral care to women. But I came out of seminary and realized I um, enjoyed teaching and writing Mm. Bible studies and creating spaces for women to grow in that Mm. way. Um, That's me. I think that's a nutshell, but there's always more than. (laughs) So good. That's really great. So good. Thank you so much, Melissa, for telling us about who you are. I'm also Um, your first tea drinker. Oh, yes. yes. Cheers You're to tea. You're first non-coffee drinker. Well, <laughs> Cheers. I love it. Your people are welcome here. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. I also just want to, like, preface, like, Musa, you, yes, you're leading 
small groups and life groups and women's Bible study. I do a few and things. You do a few things. Um, you and from what I understand, you led a pretty um, tight knit young adult women's discipleship cohort. Yes, very intentional. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that, and um, what are a few markers you can share that made the group work slash what made it unique? Yes. Okay. So I am a little bit intense and <laughs> a, um, a little bit of a dreamer, and I had this idea. Uh, this was when I was only doing one job at the well last year, okay. and so I just had. Um, it, this is what happens in like December when everything stops. <laughs> and I get a little bit of rest, then I go into dreamer mode and I thought, you know what mm -hmm. I love is meeting with women who are taking their walk with the Lord seriously. And I want to see, this is just an idea, if there are some women generation behind me that would want to go a little bit deeper and a little bit more intentional in um, their spiritual formation and their growth in the Lord. Mm. So I thought about books that I like to read or books that formed me. I thought a little bit about stuff I wished um, from my seminary experience I could have given away. And I created <laughs> this. Um, I'm laughing because I, as I hear myself talking about it, I'm like, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, <laughs> I created a, I think it was 10 months and I called it Intentional Discipleship. And each month we kind of focused on a different book or a different thing. Um, so the first month we walked through um, just theology proper, who God is, attributes of God. Then we talked about why the Bible's trustworthy the second month, hmm. all the way down to um, you know our own spiritual gifts and how we're to use those and fulfill the Great Commission. And so I put it out on social media um, yeah. with an actual, like, I created my own Google form. Look at you. I know. If See, you knew my level of stuff. technology, that's like the highest that I can do. <laughs> um, and asked women to really consider if you want to do this, this isn't just um, a casual thing, but can you commit to meeting with me one-on-one -on -one monthly and then a small group one on or a small group once hmm. a month? It's going to be reading. It's going to be deep work, looking at your own life. It's mm. going to be serving. And I think I had eight women that, mm. or no, I had more than that. I was only going to take up to eight women. Mm. Yeah, I saw FOMO that I wasn't a 24-year-old. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> and I did. I put an age limit on it, but I had women who did apply that did not, that were over 25. And I think the highest, one of them, one of the ladies that wanted to do it was, close to 70 oh. and I'm like what you should be doing this with people <laughs> so um, I did expand my my age range but my heart was this is for women um, kind of in between maybe they're already I asked them to already be in a life group at the well this wasn't going to be their main community um, but maybe they couldn't do residency or kind of had that desire to take their leadership to the next level or their spiritual growth to the next level. So that was what we did last year and I mm. absolutely loved it and um, had I hope to do it again. I've done mm. something similar in the past but it was more geared toward um, ministry. Mm. So we did a um, same thing though talking about who God is then you know we went through like how to write a week of Bible study, mm. how to how to teach um, mm. all that stuff. So 
What's up, carpooligans? Everyone these days has a podcast, even us. Do you want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and earn money all in one place for free. Say what? It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. We've been using Spotify for Podcasters since the very beginning. I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Awesome. So what makes Can't you wait. most, is there like one element in those that like, you're like, oh, this is where I come alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I pursued seminary and you do not need to go to seminary to lead and teach and disciple and care for people. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was doing that for a lot of women in our church and I wanted to grow. And in that process, I had to find a, um, for one of my internships, I had to find a woman in my church Mm. who was a season ahead of me that was kind of doing what I wanted to do. Mm. And I could not find anyone in our church, a woman that was doing what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, And I realized, oh, I think, oh, I might be that, woman. And so I had to look outside of my church for a woman who was Mm. on staff, writing, teaching, shepherding, developing leaders, Mm. and ask her to mentor me. And in that moment, I said, I never want women behind me or beside me Mm. to go, I don't see a woman doing anything in my church Mm. that I want to do. And so help me God, my own daughter better find 20 mentors who Mm. can develop her, love her, care for her, shepherd her, speak truth to her. And so with that, I realized I want that for the women in our church. Mm. And not all women are called to teaching and not all women are called to writing, but can you look up and see something and maybe grow? And so what made me most excited about that was just another place for women who are like, maybe, mm. I don't know, I might, I might have a little bit more here to explore. And then just the commitment. Um, I feel like a lot of people say they want to mentor or say they want to be a disciple and the level at which, and I don't, I mean, I, I will meet with anyone one time or you know, casually too, but for this purpose, it was like, let's really put our money where our mouth is. And are you really willing to Mm. love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you know? Um, and so that made me excited to see, wow, more than eight women, but Mm. I think we, I think that's what we ended with. Was it eight or six? I can't remember now. Mm. Um, said yes and did the work and it was nuts how much we were, um, processing together over that year Mm, so wow that's really beautiful yeah I love that what do you think was like I love the I love how you went through and just explained to us like I asked them to do this. I wanted it for to be for this long. They needed to meet like once a month. Um, <laughs> you mean I'm, a community piece. Like this is a yes. your main community. Yes. Right. 
So it sounds like you put some guideposts and framework around. I did. Yeah, around the group for structure. Why do you think that wasn't, like, that structure is even important um, when we talk about discipleship or, men- when, or one-on-one small group discipleship? Why does that Why does that structure matter? And I guess I should say you can, discipleship can look a thousand different ways, right? People who have discipled me, it has not been that formal or structured. Um, But I, I had heard someone describe discipleship as, oh, please help me remember these words now. Okay. It was like (laughs) um, intentional education, meaningful relationship and stirred obedience or something Mm. like that. That's good. And I thought, okay, I have been discipled by people like this. Pick up in the car, we're going to Target together, and I'm going to share something hard in my life. You pray for me, right? I believe that's discipleship too. But this felt like, ooh, that word intentional. Um, Intentional and committed felt like this is how we can take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, so that was why we put those guideposts there. I liked the start and stop too. I still have relationship with, with a lot of these women. Some I still meet with and some it was really purposeful for that year. And now the hope was take what I've given you and go out and yeah, live that out. Um, so are you seeing that overflow? Like what, what you have poured in, like they're now pouring out in specific ways. Was that? Part of the, I can't imagine knowing you that that's not part of the encouragement at the end, but like, are you seeing that fruit? Hmm. Yeah, I actually, um, I just had a conversation last night with a woman. So um, some of them have now started leading in women's Bible study and um, would have said, this, I'm not a leader. This is not who I am. Uh, and now to see them showing up and, and using their gifts, even though their personalities are different than mine, their gifts are different than mine. Mm. So seeing that pour out. Um, but one of them yesterday, she told me, you know, I thought I was going to go and do kind of like copy and paste what you did. And she said, I've been, I've been discipling people at work. And so that was very unexpected that all that year of intentional training I thought was going to come over here into my environment at church. And instead, it's been over here. And wow. so what a surprise that you just open-handed said, where, Lord? That's good. Um, so that was that was cool to hear her yeah. stewarding that, too. It, it sounds like you've had um, really good examples set for you in this department. Um, as far as some paving the way for you, Mm -hmm. um, uh, showing you how to do it well. So can you like, just expand on that a little bit more? Like who has been that for you and what has been the value that you've found personally, Mm. um, in entering into a discipleship relationship? Um, and then if you don't mind also in the same breath, like, can you, for our listeners kind of determine if there is a difference between discipleship and mentorship. Ooh, okay. Um, so one of the things I did tell our, our discipleship group was discipleship is not just reading books or getting information, but we are going to do that. And so I kind of had this fear when we did this, that Mm. they were interpreting discipleship as like, okay, we're going to learn all these things. And I wanted, I did want that. And I wanted side-by-side relationship. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I have been discipled, it, I don't think 
maybe one person in my life I ever sat down and said, will you disciple me? But for the most part, it's come out of relationship. Mm-hmm. I've watched them lean into Jesus in times of suffering, or I've watched them serve. Um, they've they've just entered into my life as a friend and listened really well mm-hmm. or pointed, poked things out. <laughs> in me and that I don't deserve even one of those relationships and I've had many and so I felt like man this is what I can give in this season and so if that means I had I had women um, come to school pick up with me and we were having deep conversation on the drive there about stuff we were reading or stuff we were going through and so to me it felt like just Um, In the Great Commission, when Mm. he says, go and make disciples, that verb is as you are going. Mm. So for me, it was just like, what am I already doing in my life? Well, today I got to go to Target. I got to pick up the kids. Or you want to grow? Come watch me in a leader meeting or come and see what it's like to do what I do um, in women's Bible study or whatever it is. Just come on. These are the things I'm already reading. Yeah. Places I already want to grow. Places I'm already going. So come on in. I feel like, I don't know where it is in scripture where Jesus says, like, follow me. Um, you guys can probably help me out there. But I think that's a big, something I've been, um, I've marked as a good disciple, as someone that you, they're following Jesus and you're following Jesus together. Mm. One's just a little bit up up the road. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that, that concept of follow, like, yep. both of you following Jesus just a little different steps. Yeah. And well, so, and Jesus uses the Hebrew word Talmudim um, mm-hmm. as a student would follow their rabbi so closely that their feet would be mm-hmm, covered mm-hmm, with the dust mm-hmm, of the sandals mm-hmm. of the person they're behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, we follow so closely as a student, as a Talmudim, that our, yeah, our feet would be covered in his dust. Um, and you're watching his, it's, it's following his teaching, but it's following his life. His life. You're watching his interaction right. with people. You're watching him be unhurried and interrupted and yes. um, watching him be confrontational, to, you know, and what that looks like. Yeah. And, and when I think of that whole, as I am going, that's for anyone, um, my children, my three and five-year-old are yes. coming with, you know, Frankie came to Bible study with me for a year mm-hmm. and we talked about, we're going to Bible study. We're learning about Jesus. So that applies to everything I do, uh, yeah. staff position all the way down to, are my kids watching how I treat the person in line in front of me at the grocery store or how I treat their brother or sister when I'm frustrated. All yeah. of that is. Yeah discipleship yeah. and the answer beautiful. is yes they are watching 100 <laughs> yes, percent of the are. time i know because then later they repeat the phrase yes. i said yeah, in yeah. the way i said it and i yep. go oh ooh, where did you learn that yeah <laughs> and then like discipleship isn't about doing everything perfect like well once i've got my craft together i can start discipling Mm-mm. people Mm-mm. Like, no, no 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 it's also about how you course correct mm-hmm. yeah it's also about how you repent how you make amends how you do these things to restore and reconcile relationships when they're reconcilable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And the wisdom that you do and like how you walk through grief and and all of those things. Yeah. It's not just about like, hey, follow me as I follow Jesus really greatly. Yeah. (laughs) Follow me as we like meander through this life. Yeah. As we seek to follow Jesus in every area. Yeah. Yep. I think sometimes those are the more like pivotal, pivotal, 
yep. and um, impressionable times is when, like as someone who's discipled, and I look at the person who's discipling me going, all right, how are you going to respond? Like, mm-hmm. not in like a testing way, but like in a, I want to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. show me what it looks like to be in deep suffering yeah. and yeah. walk with God. Yeah. Yeah. I think of a couple that discipled both Santino and I. And again, we didn't ever formally sit down and say, will you disciple right. us? But we just saw them and we <laughs> we just attached to them. Mm-hmm. But um, it was, I don't know if any of you had the privilege of sitting under Rick Taylor's teaching mm. when he was at the well, but he would teach. So there was very, um, uh, Monday nights we did, it was called Academy and he would teach theology. And so we would hear him, he'd ha- give us assignments, give us reading, and we'd hear him teach, but then we would go to their house for dinner. And it was like, you'd see that that teaching with flesh on it, how he treated his wife, how they interacted with each other. We got to then say, Hey, we heard you say this on Monday night. How, how did you, um, apply that when you were walking through your five-year-old son passing away? You know, so we just asked them their story. Mm. We got to see them over time. Uh, so it was watching their life to matching up with what they were teaching us and, and wanting that and realizing, man, the people who I want to be discipled by, they know God's word and they have been through really hard things and they trust him and Mm. they worship him. Mm. Um, but you asked about the difference between discipleship and mentoring. And I, I think there's a lot that's similar. Obviously discipleship has that end goal of becoming more like Christ, right? You're teaching and learning and following to be more like Jesus, where I could have a mentor who, um, is helping me be a better cook in the (laughs) kitchen. Right. Right. Um, that is good for my husband. He would love that so much. (laughs) That would help our marriage, but may not necessarily be pointing me to be like Jesus. That makes sense. Um, or I, the, the woman who was mentoring me, she was helping, that was, she was discipling me and help and mentoring me, but it was specific to, Hey, I started accidentally leading this gigantic ministry and I don't know what I'm doing. Can you tell me some Hmm. ways that you structured things or Hmm. staffed things or whatever? And so they bleed, they blend together, but I think you can have a mentor that, um, can develop you or coach you in things Mm. where discipleship is like, take me to Jesus, Mm. you know, help me see him in this. Yeah. That brings a question to my mind. Cause we talked about guideposts and like how that was really helpful as you were kind of setting your intentions for this small group. Mm -hmm. Do you, how, how do you, how do you approach that when someone's like, Hey, will you disciple me? Will you mentor me? Do you start with that conversation of like, Hey, well, like, Let's pray about that mm-hmm. one, see if it's a good mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we both feel like a release mm-hmm. from the spirit. Yes, let's move into this. Do you do you sort of like DTR? Do you like define yes. it? Like, yes. like what are we moving towards yes. and establish that? Yep. Um, and so first, what do you mean? You know, what are you looking for? Because again, I think people think they want that. Uh, but then if you start pressing in or pushing in or asking questions, <laughs> to actually change mm. and you go, Oh, nope, sorry. I just want a time with you. I didn't think you were going to do that to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, what do you really mean when you say that? And one of the things, um, a friend did for me and I just did this. I just had someone ask me, you know, will you mentor me? And I'm like, 
I will let you down. Yeah. Um, just so you know, I will let you down. I right, I want to always say yes to that, but here's my margin right now. Um, yep. I will forg- I won't respond in a timely manner mm-hmm. to your text. Not because I didn't read it, but because mm-hmm. I was doing something else. So mm-hmm. if we can start out with, oh, okay, so you want to have like an intentional time once a month. Right. I'll pray for you and I will do my best to respond to your text messages. Yes, I can do that. If it's like, I want to do a weekly thing with you yeah. through Romans and I need to know this and I'm walking through all kinds of childhood trauma. Can you help? Ooh, probably not the right person mm-hmm. for you, right. but I can help you find someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which can feel like rejection, right? Can. Yes. Um, but a, a wise friend told me rejection is God's protection. And I think that's true in any form because it's God protecting that person mm-hmm. from having all of these me- unmet expectations. Yes. And then having like resentment in the, in the relationship and tension. Yeah. But I love, just love mm-hmm. that you're like, Okay, here's what I can give in all of these, um, in all of this, like vein. You're like, yeah. Okay, Lord, here's what I can give. Person, here's what I can give. Is that a good fit? Mm-hmm. And where does this fit? And my no to them is purposeful for somebody else who does have the right gifts, yeah. right time, all of that yeah. for them. And so, yeah, that's how it is hard to yeah. say that. Um, and I mean, there's been other times where I don't think in many other than that little cohort where you, I haven't had like, okay, for a year we'll do this or mm-hmm. let's try this out. And it seems like they kind of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even going, walking through that with the ladies last year, I'm meeting one next week where she's going, we're going to the zoo with the kids, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, it just looks a little bit yeah. different. And I think uh, the clearer you can be when you start, it's better for both of you. Right. You know, just so that, yes, the person that you're mentoring doesn't think, well, they didn't come to my soccer game. They don't even, they didn't pray about this. They weren't here for that. So, Mm -hmm. um, right. We've been having this, like, we've had this conversation between the three of us a few times. um, And it's kind of like, I don't know, a little bit of a debate within Christendom maybe, but we've been talking about this idea of discipling the masses versus the few. Um, and we thought you'd be the perfect person to <laughs> invite in on this conversation because you're leading a very large women's Bible study, um, in the Valley, probably one of the larger ones. Um, you have a presence on social media, you're influencing people that way. Um, but also you're also explaining like your one-on-one relationships. Um, so the hot button question oh, is, yes. can you disciple mass amounts of people? whether that be through whatever channel you're using, you know, writing, uh, social media, podcasts, whatever it be, um, and, or is discipleship only meant for intimate, small group or one-on-one relationships? Oh, this is so hard because it's how do we define discipleship, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, can I say yes and no? I want I want <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of that because I wouldn't describe what I do when I'm teaching from a stage um that I am discipling all those 500 plus women right yeah um but at the same time I have literally said oh Tim Keller has discipled me you know so (laughs) it's like wait a minute if it if the purpose is helping people understand a, a picture of who God is and living into that okay yes but when I think of discipleship relationships 
I know those people personally or they know me personally mm. and they know what I'm struggling with. They know um, maybe where I'm not believing God. They know how to ask me something in mm. a way that helps me hear it. Mm. Um, that, so there's that personal, which is back to the, there's intentional education and then there's that meaningful relationship, right? Yeah. So it's people who over time are with me in good and bad, mm. um, who don't let me off the hook <laughs> of certain things, mm -hmm. you know, that I want to push away and they keep bringing it back. So there's, to me, that's where the discipleship, um, that there is a personal relationship yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. so did it, wait, I, so, did that answer that? Yeah. That? Yeah. Okay. I think I hear what you're doing there and I, it's <laughs> great. I love it. I was actually just talking to my mentor yesterday about this, um, the wise theologian, Mrs. Crone. And um, she was saying that she's heard it said that someone like made a comment to her once about, because we hear a lot like um, people disciple from a pulpit or mm -hmm. from a platform, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And she was told once by someone like, I appreciate your leadership from the pulpit and the stage. Mm -hmm. And that key like pivotal turn of the phrase versus your discipleship from this space like when I really like was processing that and looking at it, I'm like yeah that's it's easy to to confuse leadership mm -hmm. and somebody leading you to pursue discipleship mm -hmm. in your smaller community and providing you a tool to go and pursue depth which yeah. is where you meet Jesus more mm -hmm. um, you are leading a mass group to that space. And I mean, and so I like that terminology and that, that lens on that of mm. like, those two can essentially be very melded. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like there's, yeah. there's opportunity for leadership and discipleship to really look similar, which mm. I think they share a lot of similarities. If you think about it in like a work setting, you're, you're essentially leading and mentoring your employees or mm. your um, team members or whatnot. However, yeah, I think that was, that really helped me because yeah, I was talking to her about this yesterday and just getting her hot take on it too. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's and good. she shared that with me and I thought that's really good because I think I oft also often will see like bigger, um, you know, authors and, and even with you, Melissa, like I, you know, I felt at times like, oh, I feel like, am I being discipled by these things or these people? Mm -hmm. Um, but really I think, um, no, they're leading me mm -hmm. to a space where I can pursue mm -hmm. depth and intentionality. And, um, and that's a, I think that's a good lens for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to share that because I thought that was really good. Teaching is a, is a part of discipleship. But when you look at Jesus, that was a huge piece of his ministry. Yeah, he right. was teaching his disciples, but was, there was this other side where he knew, you know, I think about the restoration of Peter where he pulled Peter aside and he knew the questions to ask Peter to get to his heart. That's discipleship. Hey y'all, this conversation is getting good and we hope you're loving it. When you engage with what we do, it helps us bring even more amazing guests and topics to the car. So get involved. Your support means everything to us. Continued prayer, leaving us a review, answering our poll questions, or subscribing to the pod all add up in a huge way. We are so grateful we get to do this. Consider supporting us in a financial way through a monthly donation. Stick with us and find out more at the end of this episode about how you can get involved. Let's keep it rolling. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think even that, um, like that personal relationship, like Jesus knew that mm-hmm. to your point of like, he knew how to, how to speak to Peter so that Peter would hear him mm-hmm. because he knew Peter's giftings mm-hmm. and Peter's struggles and the thought patterns that Peter would get yep. caught up mm-hmm. in. And that takes, uh, proximity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes proximity is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It takes like not only physical proximity, but like mm-hmm. mental, spiritual, emotional mm-hmm. proximity mm-hmm. that takes mm-hmm. trust. Um, that's why I think it's so important to sort of define these expectations mm-hmm. when you're beginning a discipleship relationship, you know, which I don't think is a bad way to go about it to be like, man, I admire this person. Um, I'm just going to state the obvious just for anybody listening that has any question marks around this. Women should be discipling women. Men should be discipling men. Mm-hmm. Uh, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That's what I, any pushback on that actually? Well, that, like, like that oh. one-on-one meeting and that intimate knowledge of one this. another. Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> oh, this is off script, everyone. Um, off script. Yeah. yeah. Because this was interesting. Thank you very much. Regen homework step 12. Ooh, who okay. was significant in my early. Uh, now, a story. I have talked about my story <laughs> to young single women and they're like, oh, okay. Let me just say, what I'm about to tell you is an example. It is not a prescription or Mm -hmm. commandment, okay? But um, I came to the well through invitation from a male friend of mine from high school Uh who saw me hurting Mm -hmm. and did disciple me. Mm. Like, taught me who Jesus was, taught me about the church. Mm. And then, of course, my now husband. So see how that story turned out great. Yeah. Um, he discipled me. He was the only Christian I knew who actually could answer questions. This is another reason I'm passionate about women being in the word. I had legit questions about Jesus, the Bible, the church, all of it. And women, there were not women around me who could give me actual answers. Yes. And he could. And so I asked him the things that I needed to ask. How do we know? Yeah that Jesus is the one true God. How do we know the Bible is true? So now our relationship obviously did turn romantic and we are married. Um, but I think you, I think you need to obey. Um, generally, yes, I am not going to pursue a a year long discipleship relationship with a male pastor. I was going to say, I think, I think when it's, that is my point right there. But I think the key there is structure. Like you're talking about like a structured, intentional, like, like what, what Melissa offered to young women, she's not going to go offer just to the young males. No. Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about one-on-one. Cause I, cause I've been in cohorts before with our lead teaching pastor and definitely been discipled in that in groups of like six, um, to where cause what I'm talking about is like guarding against the like oh. building of intimate relationships um, with men and women mm-hmm. that is just, it's just a little like playing with fire in my mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that with like the full knowledge, like feeling the tension of like, I think in the church, we've lost a lot of that like sweet sibling relationship, mm-hmm. but I think there's a, there's a, a place for that that has guardrails on it. Um, so that our affections mm. stay submitted. Yeah. I get, I, yeah, I kind of, I have a similar story to Melissa, not with my husband, but like I was discipled by a couple. Mm -hmm. So like 
I got to see both, right? So I don't know. I I hear what you're saying in like a very like structured, formatted way. Mm-hmm. I also don't want people to miss out like on good gifts. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that there were they were, I was not. Um, they were pushing me toward community, too. right? You know. So, yeah. but right. in the beginning, that was the only two. Like true Christians, I knew mm-hmm. um, that the Lord used, and it it was, you know, with my friend. It mm-hmm. was a short time, but it was still meaningful and purposeful mm-hmm. and, right. and appropriate. Because my heart was, I want to know about this Jesus that you tell me about. It wasn't like, oh, I'm kind of interested in that, but I'm more interested in you, yeah. right? It was. <laughs> And that's the motive. My, I, the Lord put people who at that time could talk to me in the way I needed to hear it. Right. And then I pursue community, um, you know, with, with too, other women. When I think of discipleship too, and I'm, when I'm thinking of like, like we're having an intimate friendship that is, that it has a North star of following Jesus more fully then I want to be able to talk about like, if you're married, like, what is your, what is your marriage like? Like, mm-hmm. how is mm-hmm. the health of your marriage? When you're single, I yeah. want to know, like, oh, you started dating someone intentionally. What are physical boundaries yeah. like for you? Yeah. And yeah. there's, like, that piece, too, which I think is, like, the root in guarding against, like, okay, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a place for, like, um, that male-female discipleship with, like, proper boundaries. But you also need to have someone of the same gender in your life that's able to ask, like, Hey, yeah. were you able to keep this like standard that you had said you wanted to keep in your physical relationship mm-hmm. yeah. with this boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah. Or what totally. does your viewership look like late at night mm-hmm. on the internet? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think totally. that's that's a bigger part of like what I'm trying to get across, I think. Yeah. Agree. I think one last thought on this whole topic, and this doesn't have to do with the gender thing. It's more on the dis we re- what we were trying to flesh out of like discipleship definition. And I think, like, our goal is always to to cling too closely to Scripture and what Jesus did, right? And so it's like we see Jesus discipling his 12. And I think, and I mean, essentially, when we say the many, because he he was the great, like, disciple of that nation. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he pursued, he entered in with many with the intention of, bringing them knowledge in in the heart of Christ. And so I think if we're looking at it, like you said, like um, you were in a cohort and you were discipled by that pastor. I would, I would challenge to think, were you discipled or were you taught and led? Because did that pastor know intimately what you were going through? Did he, was he challenging you personally or was he challenging the crew with a blanket challenge? And and so I think if we're going to like trying to find, cause I'm, I'm literally flesh, like working this through in my head right now as we're mm-hmm. speaking, this is like honest, real time, real time stuff. <laughs> I think if we're going to try and define it, I don't, it needs to be, it can be both and, but if it's lacking one or the other, then it's not actually discipleship. So it's like Tim Keller doesn't know anything about Melissa Denise, mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. he does. Maybe you guys are homies, but, oh, I wish. <laughs> but I mean, like you could feel <laughs> like only because win. he's, because his his lessons, his books, his, his things have challenged me, have formed me, have helped me grow closer to Christ. That's great. 
However, it's lacking the personal aspect that Jesus also practiced while he modeled for us how to be a disciple, how to disciple well. If it's missing a piece, then maybe it's not true discipleship. Maybe it's formation or or guidance or leadership or um, I don't know, like teaching. I, teaching. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I just I think if when there's we're confused, when there's a hard yeah, when there's something hard to try and wrestle with, we always want to take it back right to Scripture. What did Jesus do? Okay, he did this. This is how he did it. So. If I'm calling Tim Keller my disciple, he's discipling me, well, yes, he's teaching me, but is he entering into my life? Right. Like, right. no. Okay. So he's just a leader for me. He's somebody that I look to for guidance that I, mm-hmm. like, from a stage, like, I can look at his knowledge because we also don't know intimately Tim Keller's life. Right. And so who's to know? I mean, It's kind so- of like when... Um- when you read a recipe, so I use this this illustration um, before, but when you're learning how to cook and you can read a recipe and you can make the meal and write, you can just do exactly what it says in there versus when my mother-in-law mm-hmm. has come over to teach me how to cook something side by side and she can tell me like, oh, no, 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 don't stir the onions. You want them to get brown like that, right? Like mm-hmm. the stuff that's not in the book that she's watching and can see and it says add this salt but I watch her add you know a little bit more because I'm like wait that's not what the recipe (laughs) said she's like I know it tastes better this way or yeah that's that's the difference that is the difference yeah Ooh, that's good I love that the intentionality is different too because I've been discipled professionally by people who like that's their role in my life is to disciple me professionally um as a like leader Mm. And then I have then I have people who are a tier closer to me that are discipling me professionally and personally, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so I mm-hmm. think maybe there's some like there's some different roles too because mm-hmm. some people totally. will speak into my my leader my leadership and like hey how are you doing in this area of your leadership and how are you caring for your own soul yeah and it has more to do in the leadership vein yeah where it would be inappropriate for me to talk to them about like like intimate things in my marriage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and even like some of like intimate things in my parenting. Um, and yeah. but I do have people for that. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's okay to diversify. Um, yeah. Discipleship too. I think there's some permission in there that I want to make sure people have. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, to wrap us up, we really wanted to touch on the gifty, like our spiritual gifts when it comes to discipleship mm-hmm. and Melissa, you have been like, you have a beautiful gift of teaching and writing. Um, that's obvious. All three of us in this car have been on the receiving end of your incredible gifts. Um, what would be your encouragement for those who body encouragement, um, just to take the leap and say yes to discipling. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing before I ever taught to the masses from a stage, I was in my living room mm-hmm. every Tuesday night mm-hmm. with a small group of women for five or six years. Mm. And I did not know what I was doing there <laughs> was teaching, leading, shepherding, because I was just, I opened my door and said, let's open God's word. That was what I knew to do. Gather people, open God's word and get into our lives. And so I think no matter what your gift is, if you have the gift of hospitality, 
use that in your home. It doesn't mean you have to go to church and put on events for yes. 500 people. But we do that weird thing with teaching where we think teaching yeah. is this over here. Mm -hmm. um, one yeah. of the women who has taught me the most, literally taught me by explaining what scripture means, but by her life, it's happened at a coffee shop. It's happened face to face, one on one. And she has a gift of teaching that she can use in front of a thousand people. But for the most part, she's using it one-on-one -on -one or in a small group. And yeah. so whatever your gift is, God gave you that to make disciples. If you have the gift of mercy, you're probably going to make disciples when people are in deep suffering yeah. or going through hardship. And you're the only one who's sitting right there by their bedside. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. Yes. Talking to them about Jesus, you know, praying for them, showing up for them. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, to me, that's, Oh my gosh, the creativity of God to give all of us mm. different stories, different mm. gifts, different people we know, um, different passions. And then he's like, go, go mm. out and use them. Where are yeah. you at? Do it today. Find yes. somebody to talk to. Find someone to serve. Find someone to love. On your and way. to use the on your way as you're going. That's good. Um, so good. Yeah. So I think that's, to me, that's the beauty of it. It's not all, it, probably the way I use my teaching gift now is like a very rare hmm. form of not rare. Is that the right word? But fewer percentage of people who have a teaching gift are using it in that way. But that fits my personality. Yeah. I, I started inviting literally people from the grocery store to our living room life group and it got too big, you know, where people <laughs> are like, I don't know this person and you're <laughs> asking me a very deep question and you just, invite this stranger um, <laughs> but that 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 I can do that now with women's bible study right yeah, and yet yeah. I still have I still have a small group of women who know all my things right. that you know I'm building trust with and and sharing with so to me that's that's discovering your gift and not making too big of a deal about it either you mm. know spiritual gifts aren't really known through a test that you take it's kind of like through mm -hmm doing things mm -hmm. and you love it when right. you, after you've done it and other right. people see in you, yeah, you do show up for people who are hurting. You actually run into the fire. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of the opposite. I go the other way. Wow. <laughs> that must mean God made you to do something that I'm not meant to do mm. and, and use that and steward that. Mm. Um, I really like that. And I think like it, uh, uh, something I'd like to, um, we talk, we say, double tap on <laughs> it's just that concept of like I think so many people can really misconceive discipleship looking like one way and like um you're discipling by teaching or writing or like I feel like that's the general consensus mm -hmm. of what people view discipleship as and so they look for that in their dis someone to disciple them um or you know and I think it's so great that you said I loved how you touched on like if you have the gift of mercy like you are probably going to disciple someone in this place of deep suffering and I just that really hit me I'm like wow yeah mm. like there has been that some of the deepest darkest times of where I've really gotten to know Jesus intimately through someone who's helped me mm. um see him in that moment and that is such a pure form of actual discipleship mm -hmm. um and I, yeah, I just really love that. It's, yeah. it's not a box. It's not like mm -hmm. God is way bigger than that. And he, yeah, uses all of those gifts. And that's mm -hmm. so cool. So just had a double tap. I actually think if you're 
you know, a lot of people think it's knowledge, right? When I know a certain amount or when I've arrived to a certain place, but to me, the, the greatest thing to give that you need for discipleship is time. Yeah. Walk with people, literally show up with people over time. Um, you won't know everything. You don't know everything. You can't answer every question and you mm. shouldn't try to fix every problem. It's side by side showing up for people. Mm. Um, and that, that to me is, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're so busy. We're so distracted. There's a million things to do, mm -hmm. but this is what Jesus has called us to as Christians. Mm, yes. Go yep. and make disciples. And that takes time, margin, space to do mm -hmm. that. And all of us are busy. We all have enough things on our plate, but I, I feel, and I pray this often for our church. We can't miss the main thing. Right. Yeah. This is it. This is this is what we're supposed to do to yes. build the kingdom of God. And yes. so if the only margin you have is grocery store, then grab someone a generation behind you and take her grocery shopping with you and ask her, how is your life going? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's, it can be that mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So yeah. It's often yeah. a sign, a signal of like something's off in my life. I can always tell. Um, it's a good barometer. I try to keep a good pulse on of like, if I am not having space or time for meetings and coffee dates and hangouts mm -hmm. and like those things with those people in my life, then like something's not good. Like this isn't aligned with what I know to be true about how God wants me living. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that's so good. I love that you say the make the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Fight for that margin. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sake of time, let's do the last two questions. Mm -hmm. um, Very serious. Yeah, these are serious surprise questions, Melissa. Mm -hmm. Did you not put um, No, I realized Ooh. I just said it. Uh, so we are uh, just a little punny around here. Just a little. So thank you. First off, just thank you. Thank, thank you so you much for... I love you guys. This was fun. Oh, I'm so glad. Every Friday, pick me up at my yes. house every Friday. Oh, Don't take that time. Yeah, I'll be there. Yes. <laughs> um, first question, Melissa, what is fueling your tank right now? Oh, it could be serious. It could be silly. It could be anything. Yeah. What's What's giving you life? Giving you life. Oh my charging goodness. What is charging me up? I'm coming off of a, a very, um, I actually feel depleted right now. Mm. So what will be charging me up, which is funny because it will also take for my tank is time with my kids. Mm. I love unhurried, unscheduled time with them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I say that now and then like mid summer, you know, I might have a different answer. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You're going places kids. Um, but that to me, they're just silly and funny. And I feel so grateful. I tell them all the time. I feel so thankful to be your mom. I yes. love, um, I feel like there are a thousand sermon illustrations in my life every day. <laughs> so that fills my tank. And then Sunday family dinners, mm -hmm. um, or Sunday dinners, just where we cook slower meals mm -hmm. and, um, that's with your all family here. We start family. our uh, sometimes, and sometimes it's um, you know it's friends immediate. and family. Sometimes it's just Santino's parents, but it's like uh, three o'clock on Sundays. That's what time we we Italians eat Sunday family dinner. It starts. Oh, oh you, you oh, eat right? right. You start at three, and you're cooking while everyone's there, and um, so those that ending our week that way. Mm -hmm. uh, we love that. So that's, that's sweet. That's, we do that kind tank. of, but not as slow. Mm -hmm. All right, other question? 
What is one thing you cannot leave home without? Water. <laughs> Do you, have you guys seen that joke of like in the eighties, did we just not drink water? We never had <laughs> water bottles. It. We just went to school and did whatever all day long. And now water I literally bottles. won't leave to pick up Frankie, which is 10 minutes from my house without water. I always <laughs> have my water bottle. I'm also, like, we used to drink out of public water fountains. Oh yes. All the time. Yes. I mean, like, of course, just, there's a water fountain right there. Why would I? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That's a, such a lame answer, but that's so perfect for me because I am not an exciting, um, I have no cool chapsticks or like fancy gadgets. I have water. <laughs> I love it. Um, love it. Yeah. Hydrate or dihydrate. That's right. That's right. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Melissa. Thanks, Thanks. you guys. Thanks, Such everyone. Carpool theology. Such a okay, go make disciples today, okay? Yeah. Right. You heard it here first. That's right. Probably, hopefully not first. But. Well, yeah, hopefully not first. <laughs> Maybe a few days. I've heard okay. it a lot of times, yeah. yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you next time. You've been listening to Carpool Theology. We hope this episode was encouraging, fun, and challenging for you as you walk with Jesus and your community. If you loved what you heard today, we invite you to join our amazing team of monthly supporters. For as little as 3 to $5 a month, you can support Carpool Theology. We're committed to bringing authentic and honest side-by-side conversations about faith in a fun setting like a drive around town. Click the link in our show notes or on our Instagram page at carpool-theology to start supporting us today. Thanks, fam. We'll see you in the car.